0: Well, let me share a brief message with you this morning. We've been in the Gospel of Mark, but today on Christmas, we're going to look at the Gospel of John and his Christmas story. It's a little different than the other Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptics. They're kind of synchronized together. They developed their Gospel out of Mark's Gospel. John, he's on a whole other level. He's in another field. uh, And uh, he's the mystic. He's the one who who knows the deep spiritual impact of Christ in his life, and that's what we're going to look at, a different understanding of, of the Christmas story this morning. We begin in John chapter 1, verse 1, where John's going to take us all the way back to the beginning, and he says this. He says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." He was in the beginning with God. That's deep, that's profound. The Logos, John uses a word, very special word to that time period, that ancient world of the Logos. The sense of all knowledge, all wisdom, all understanding is the Logos. And, and what John is telling us is that's Jesus. He's the Word. And in the beginning was the Word. The Word was there. The Word was with god and he uses a special greek word there there are three words in the greek for with one of the words means in the same room we're with each other we're in the same room the other greek word for with is to be beside someone you're sitting with someone but the third with that he uses is face to face pros in the beginning the word was face to face with the father Because the word came from the Father's bosom, as he says, out of the Father's heart, out of the Father's mouth, he spoke, the word became, the word came forward. And so the word was with God and the word was God because it's God's word being expressed. This is what the ancients in the church called begotten. Jesus was not created, he was begotten. He always existed, but he came forth out of the Father begotten the first expression that god ever made to express was christ was jesus was the word because how many of you know what comes next in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god he was in the beginning with god so everything comes forth from god through his expression or manifestation any manifestation or expression of god is his word jesus John goes on, he says, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning, God said, God spoke, let there be light. It was the Word, the Word created all things. The Word was expressed out of the Father, that is, the Son, manifesting the Father's will. And the Word, everything was created by the Word of God which is Jesus, that creative force, power, and authority. And then he says, in him was life. Now the word of God is the expression of the Father, his will to create all things. And as he's creating all things, within the word comes forth the life of God. Jesus is that word, but he also manifests the life of God, extending it. When he created all things and gave it life, it was Jesus giving everything life. When God formed man out of the dust of the earth and breathed into him the living ruach, the living breath, it was Jesus breathing life and giving life to all things. He is the life. The word spoke and breathed. And God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and gave them life. That life is what Christ gives. He gives life. John goes on, and then he says, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This light comes from the life. God gives life. He gives the word. Jesus, Jesus, the word, gives life, and his life gives light, which is knowledge and revelation and illumination to understand. You and I have the capacity to understand and to reason and to have revelation of who God is. That comes from the light of Jesus. Oh, this is heavy. I could sing you a lullaby about a little baby in a manger, but John goes a whole nother place. He goes a whole nother place. Back in eternity past into the realm of the unknown. Everything was unknown. He's unknowable. He's unsearchable. Until he expressed himself so that he could be known by his word. And he gives life so he could give us that life. And that life brings us light to know and understand and have him in our lives. But Adam and Eve rebelled and they fell against and, and broke covenant with God and fell into darkness. But that light never stopped. The darkness and our sin and our failure and our rejection of God will not stop Christ from shining revelation and light. He doesn't need us to be the light, He doesn't need us to be the life, He doesn't need us to be the word. We need Him. Oh, it doesn't stop here. He gave His Word, which birthed life. And out of that life gave revelation and lights. And then, and then, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John says, we've seen His glory. And as of the only Son from the Father full of grace and truth. Wow. The the word that emanated from the Father to bring all of creation into existence and bring life outside of God into a new physical universe, the word manifest Jesus brought life and then he brought light and understanding to all of it. And then he put on flesh Because of our failure and living in our darkness, He came in flesh to dwell in His creation to bring life and light and the Word. We'd be in utter darkness without Him. That is Christmas. That is Christmas. I love what John said in 1 John. He witnesses and he says this, That which was from the beginning... He already told you about all that. The Word, the Word was with God. The Word was God in the beginning, right? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we looked upon and we touched, we touched Him with our hands concerning the Word of life. You know, we just, we just are so used to talking about Jesus and hearing Jesus' stories and watching Jesus' movies and this and that. We have no comprehension of who he is. He's more than a good teacher, more than a great leader. He is the very word of life. All things exist and consist by Him. He holds all things together by the power of His Word. Any knowledge that is known comes from Him. He is the full treasures of wisdom and knowledge of the Father. And John says, We got to see Him, we got to touch Him. We sat and we listened to the same Word that created the universe. The same life that was breathed into every human soul. We heard him speak. I could smell him when I leaned upon his breast. I sat at the base of that cross and watched the blood bleed out of him. The eternal word, the life of God, the light of God is Jesus. And that's the word. I'm sharing with you this morning. He goes on and he says, The life was made manifest and we've seen it. We testify to it and we proclaim to you this eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Messiah. This emanating reach of the Father, this expansion of Himself through His Word, giving life, bringing light and revelation, manifesting in physical form to come to this planet to show us His love, to pay the price for our sin so all separation would be broken so His very Spirit could come and dwell in you and I. So that you and I participate in the word and life and light of God Himself. Come on, that's Christianity. That's what makes us different than every world religion. We're not here to meditate, we're not here to contemplate, we're not here to to feel uh, some thrill or something about ourselves. We're entering into partaking in the divine nature of God himself. And if that doesn't rock you to your core, I don't know what will. Get a hold of God. Get a hold of the eternal word that comes into your being and changes everything about you. This life that comes in that has eternal power. This light that turns on and gives you the full understanding of revelation of who God is. And if you know who He is, He'll define who you are. Merry Christmas. But John goes on in verse 10 and he says, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. Before we lay blame upon the Jews, we can lay blame upon the Romans, we can lay blame upon all, because Isaiah said, we have all, like sheep, have gone astray. Mankind lost its way in such darkness That we didn't know what God sounded like. We didn't know what God looked like. We didn't know what God felt like. We had no idea what God was doing when he showed up. And what we did with him was we killed him. But God doesn't die. Amen. He paid the price for our sin. Broke the power of sin and death and rose from the grave to call Sinners to repentance to come into that Word and life and light to participate with Him. That's why John goes on and says, but to all who did receive Him. And he's speaking down the corridor of time and the corridor of human history. To all who will receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Yeah. Again, this is setting it apart from a religion. We are not a Christian religion. We are sons of God. We've been taken out of Adam because of our death on Jesus Christ on the cross. We've been given the nature of God himself within us. That distinction has got to be clearly made and it's being made in these days. You're going to start seeing the distinction between the religious Christians and the sons of God. You're going to identify those who have the Word of God in them, the life of God in them, the light of revelation of His love and His heart. Those are the sons of God who will manifest the very Word of Jesus, who will bring life and who will bring light to the lost and who are in darkness. This is who we are and this is what we've become. And so we receive Him. That's John's Christmas story. And he brings it home in chapter 3. And he says this. Well, before we get there, verse 16, he says this, which is so phenomenal. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. He's held nothing back from you. He's held nothing back from me. The only hindrance we have between us and God is whatever walls of division we've put up, whatever woundedness, whatever lies we want to hold on to, whatever self-interest we put above Him. And He's patient to wait because He has a fullness He wants to release into us. And His full revelation of His Word, His life, His light... And His presence, He's releasing into you. And we've received it. And I love this. Grace upon grace. Grace is charis. The word charis means gifts. Gift upon gift upon gift. This morning, I don't know how many of you got a present. I don't know if you still have folks in the house to give presents to. Maybe later today someone will give you a present. But nothing can compare. To the presence that we have under the tree of the cross of Jesus Christ yeah. gift upon gift upon gift upon gift upon gift upon gift Every day is a gift, and with every day of a gift, He gives us the gift of His love poured into our hearts, the gift of revelation to see and to know Him, the gift of love to care and have compassion for others around us, the gift of God that we can give eternal life to others if they would hear the message of Christ, the gift of compassion, the gift of concern, the gift of laughter, the gift of joy, the gift of loving one another. The gift list goes on and on. On and on, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. I find what God has given me, and I find in that another package, and I open it up, and there's another gift he gave me. Come on. Are you kidding me? You're killing me, Jesus. This is too much, and he says, no, it's not enough for you. I've got so much more, so much more grace upon grace upon grace. God, but I don't deserve it. And he says, that's why I love giving it to you. That's true love. You don't deserve any of this. But I love you. And I am pouring out upon you. And my blood has washed you clean. And I am giving you. And all I can respond is, oh God, I can only but love you and receive and say thank you. And so in this Christmas story, the Word gave life, that life gave light, and that light became flesh and dwelt among us to give us new life and to perpetuate His Word, His life, and His light so that you will become Christ, His presence to someone else. Grace upon grace, we close with this, for God, as John says, so, so loved the world. We have to stop there. It's in the small words we miss things. We said that word with meant face to face. He who is face to face brought God to us face to face. In the Greek, when you write a sentence, the most important word starts the sentence. John 3, 16 in the Greek reads this way. So loved God the world. The first word is the most important word. So. How much did God love the world? So So much. Do you remember saying that to little babies? So big. So much. Christ stretched out his hands and forgave all of us. So loved God the world. He wouldn't give up on us. He created us out of his breath and his word came forth. He gave us life and his love for us was in that life. He gave us light to see, to find our way back to him. And so loved God after our failure and wandering in darkness that he gave his son. That whosoever believes in Him should never perish, but have eternal life. That life is here. That life is now. We're not talking about someday when you die, you go to heaven. You weren't made for heaven. You were made for earth. Heaven's just going to hold you till He comes, and we live back in a full manifestation of the glory He created us to be in. That life starts now and it starts in this body now that eternal life that life that light that love of God is yours it will forever change you and break off every chain of your life so loved God the world that he gave grace upon grace upon grace upon grace we are a blessed people i have one question for you why you Why are you saved and not somebody else? Why are you sitting in this room and not somebody else? We should be amazed that we are here. We have the ability to believe because the light of his word came into us to expel darkness. There's a world out there waiting. There are so many yet to come to Christ. Should we stay in this room? Now let's finish. Let's conclude our meeting so that we can go spend the rest of the day telling them about this Jesus. Amen? You with me? Let's bow our heads.